Hey, welcome in episode show number 53 of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Tough loss for the Jaguars losing to the Philadelphia Eagles. Philadelphia, the Philadelphia Eagles 29. Jacksonville Jaguars 21, a final back on Sunday, October the 2nd. We're going to talk all about the game. Going to break down the game. I'm going to give you most of the stats from the game. Take a look at college football coming up. Uh, also, the, um, the latest... Uh, BigJReport.com, SEC Power Rankings for all 14 teams coming up as well. But right now, we're going to get a report. We're going to go back a few days ago and let Alex Nunnery give you a report on JAA Moccasins Junior College Football, and then we'll move right into uh, a lot of happenings with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Make sure you stay tuned. Thank you for listening. Trance Limbrick with two touchdown catches for the Moccasins. He hails from Potter's House. And ladies and gentlemen, Marquise molds with a good game for the Moccasins as well. As your JAA Moccasins won 56-12 over the Union County Vipers. You're tuned in to the Jaguars uh, Teal Shirt Report podcast. We cover the Jaguars North Florida Entertainment and other area sports as well. Jaguars fall short in Philly. Uh, Final score, Philadelphia 29, the Jaguars 21. Brought to you by uh, Saucer Realty and Capital. For your real estate needs in uh, North Florida, whether it's home, uh, residential business, or commercial real estate, it is Saucer Realty. Good folks at Saucerelli, you know, they do real estate deals in Gainesville, Jacksonville, Live Oak, Lake City, and beyond, and a little bit south of that area, too. Saucerelli and Capital. Larry Saucer and his staff, they do a great job on real estate. LakeUpallahits.com. Great internet radio. Hey, where it's all good. That is LakeUpallahits.com. Spelled with two E's. L-A-K-E. E-U-F-A-U-L-A hits.com. LakeUfallahits.com. Great internet radio where they they do, of course, you know, not only um, do recognizable hits during banker's hours like uh, 7 a.m. to about, about 6 in the evening. They have uh, hits 2000s Monday through Friday nights, rock Saturdays on Saturday, and deep tracks. Deep Tracks, Late at Night. They got Deep Tracks, Album Cuts, Unique Songs, Late at Night. LakeUfallahits.com. Great internet radio. also want to talk about the Mad Max Mix. Uh, Mad Max Mix. .weebly.com. Mad Max Mix. .weebly.com. Great internet radio. They have a Wednesday night, an internet uh, radio Wednesday night musical quest show with Mad Max. He does classic rock request. Uh, of course, uh, pop pop music, pop, pop hits from years gone by. And Max is a story for almost every song he plays, whether it's classic rock, 
pop music um, from days gone by, the Mad Max Mix dot Weebly.com. You'll find the link to the Mad Max Mix on Wednesday night. Uh, go to BigJReport.com. Make sure you go to uh, BigJReport.com. Go to the Neighbors 2 section or the Outside the Box section. You'll find an easy-to-find link for the Mad Max Mix. Wednesday night, the Internet Radio Wednesday night music request show from 6 to 8 o'clock Central Time, 7 to 9 Eastern Time. Mad Max is listened to in Alabama, Georgia, Florida, Michigan, and surrounding areas as well. We're also brought to you by Elegant Time Travel. You want to go to the Hall of Fame? Take that tour in uh, June of 2023. Contact D.D. McDermott. And you'll be glad you did. That's uh, Mr. D.D. McDermott. And uh, going to talk about uh, elegant time travel uh, right now. You can also go to our website at bigjreport.com. That is bigjreport.com. And you can find D.D. McDermott's, uh, McDermott's phone number. Give D.D. Give a call about the uh, great trip that's uh, planned for next year. Uh, check this out, Elegant Time Travel and Dark Diamond Entertainment presenting Going to the Hall, the Pro Football Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio, on June the 8th and June the 12th of 2023. Hey, sports fans, come along with us to a sacred area for sports fans, the Pro Football Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio. Book your trip by contacting D.D. McDermott by phone at 904-442-3810, 904-442-3810. I've, I've been out of town on the world the world tour recently, so I've been emailing D.D. Um, McDermott at donmcdermott32218 at yahoo.com or simply give him a phone call. Uh, he's in North Florida. Call D.D. McDermott about the upcoming Hall of Fame trip next year. In uh, June of 2023, it'll run June 8th through June the 12th. It's like four days, three nights, breakfast included, some great buses going up to Canton. To find out more about the trip, contact D.D. McDermott again by phone at 904-442-3810. That is 904-442-3810. So that's a look at some of the advertisers and sponsors uh, that we're telling you about here on the uh, Teal Shirt Report. Uh, podcast again the Jaguars go down to defeat Jaguars lose in Philly we didn't really do much of a preview on this game so we'll kind of halfway do that now Philadelphia went into the game as a six and a half point favorite one of the experts that I know that picks games um, actually had Philadelphia winning the game by nine or ten points and covering that six and a half point spread and that's what happened Philly won by eight points the Philadelphia Eagles uh, 29, the Jacksonville Jaguars, 21. We're going to take a look at all the stats coming up. We also have the SEC uh, power rankings, the BigJReport.com SEC power rankings coming up. But, hey, we're also going to take a look. Let's take a look at some stats uh, from the Jaguars game uh, versus Philadelphia. It looked like uh, the Jaguars got off to a pretty good start. Things kind of fell apart. A little bit later on, Jaguars end up losing 29-21, but the Jaguars much more competitive uh, this year in 2022, uh, putting up more points on the scoreboard. Um, what was interesting, one thing that really stood out in this game to me was Christian Kirk really didn't, I don't think he caught a pass until the second half, 
He had been catching passes at a consistent clip of six a game in the first three games. This game, not as much. We'll take a look at those stats, though. Um, Jaguars lose to the Eagles. Eagles 29, the Jacksonville Jaguars 21, so the Jaguars fall to 2-2. Two and two. Philadelphia Eagles 4-0 on the year. The Jaguars did start out with a 14-0 lead on, uh, well, let's see, the uh, 14-0 lead by the Jaguars. Trevor Lawrence um, threw a, a pass short to the right, completed. Um, let's see, Agnew made the catch. Let's see, Agnew... Uh, Gained eight yards on the play, a touchdown. Riley Patterson added the extra point. So, well, we'll talk more about the Jaguars. They got off to a 14 to nothing lead. We've got more of the Till Shirt Report podcast coming up. This is the Teal Shirt Report podcast. The Jaguars uh, do lose to Philadelphia 29 to 21. As uh, pulling up the uh, pulling up the box score, uh, we were talking about this a moment ago. Philadelphia Eagles twenty nine, the Jaguars twenty one. Trevor Lawrence eleven out of twenty three passing, not as good a week as the previous week. He did get two touchdowns, uh, one interception, one hundred and seventy four yards passing. So the stats for Trevor Lawrence kind of minuscule. Um. To what we've seen the last couple of weeks, um, Trevor Lawrence didn't have his best day. Let's let's put it like it is. 11 out of 23 quarterback Trevor Lawrence uh, for the Jaguars. Again, two touchdowns, one interception. QBR rating of 84.3, and he had um, 11 out of 23, 174 yards passing. Again, two touchdowns and one interception. Jaguars scoring 14 points in the first quarter to get off to a 14 to nothing lead. Philadelphia came up with 20 points in the second quarter to take the lead at halftime, 20 to 14. No scoring in the third quarter. Philadelphia scored nine points in the fourth quarter. The Jags came back to make it a, a fairly close game by scoring a touchdown uh, in the fourth quarter of the game. Final score was Philadelphia 29 and the um, Philadelphia Eagles 29, the Jacksonville Jaguars 21. Uh, the final score. Going to pull up um, some stats in the game. So bear with me. We are going to pull up some of the latest stats. We gave you Trevor stats. And we got more stats coming up on the Teal Shirt Report podcast episode show number 53. Okay, and away we go with more of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. I think I've got some uh, better stats uh, pulled up now. Again, Philadelphia 29, the Jacksonville Jaguars 21, the final score. Uh, Taking a look at the scoring summary, uh, the Jags did get two first quarter uh, touchdowns. Andre Sisco, a 59-yard interception return for a touchdown. Riley Patterson Added the extra point, Jags up 7-0. The second touchdown was actually the touchdown pass. As um, Jamal Agnew called, it was actually a four-yard touchdown pass from Trevor Lawrence. 
Riley Patterson added the extra point. The Jags had a 14-0 lead in the first quarter. Uh, Jalen Hurts, a three-yard run in the second quarter. Jake Elliott, a kick for the extra point. And all of a sudden, Philadelphia's cut the lead in half, 14-7. Miles Sanders, a 10-yard run for the equalizing touchdown. And Jake Elliott added the tying extra point. Philadelphia scored a touchdown right before, well, right near the end of the first half. It was uh, Kenneth um, Gainwell. I believe that's his name. Kenneth Gainwell. 10-yard run. Jake Elliott, uh, extra point. Uh, the point after touchdown failed. He missed the extra point. Philadelphia had a 20-14 to lead at halftime. Okay, what threw me was, as you're listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast, what kind of threw me was that uh, I was looking for the third quarter scoring. There was no third quarter scoring. The scoring took part in the fourth quarter. Philadelphia, you know, building their late 20 to 14 going into the third quarter, no scoring in the third quarter. Then in the fourth quarter, Philadelphia hit a 28-yard field goal by Jake Elliott. Uh, Then a touchdown. Uh, Miles Sanders' five-yard touchdown run, two-point pass conversion failed on a drive that finished up in six plays, 24 yards, and took a little over three minutes off the clock. And all of a sudden, Philadelphia is leading 29-14 to 14, you know, with about eight minutes and 49 seconds to go in the fourth quarter. The Jaguars were not finished yet. They did score a touchdown. Jamal Agnew, an eight-yard touchdown pass from Trevor Lawrence. Riley Patterson added, added the extra point. Six plays, 68 yards, only about a minute and a half off the clock on that drive. And the Jaguars cut the lead, and they added the Riley Patterson extra point. They cut the lead to 29-21. But that was basically it uh, for the scoring for the Jaguars and the Eagles. The Philadelphia Eagles, 29. The Jacksonville Jaguars, 21. Uh, I'm going to pull up uh, some more Stats from the game. We'll go back and look at Trevor's stats. I believe they are exactly what they were that we gave you earlier. Trevor Lawrence. Let's see. Trevor Lawrence, 11 for 23, 174 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. He was sacked four times for a loss of 26 yards. Quarterback, um, his rating was 84.3. On the other side, Jalen Hurts. Jalen really didn't do much better than Trevor. Jalen Hurts, he ran the ball for a touchdown, we know. Jalen Hurts, 16 to 25, 204 yards. Um, Sacked twice for 13 yards, one interception, no touchdowns. Trevor's quarterback rating was actually higher than Jalen Hurts. So let's go into uh, some numbers here on the running of the football. uh, Travis Etienne Jr., eight carries, 32 yards, a 4.0 average. You take that all day long. Uh, James Robinson, eight carries, 29 yards. Trevor Lawrence, two carries, seven yards. Christian Kirk did carry the ball from the line of scrimmage one time for three yards. One difficult thing for the Jaguars was probably the Christian Kirk production. Six catches, in each of his first three games, this time only two catches, and he really didn't get it, any catches until the second half. As uh, Christian Kirk, two receptions, 60 yards. 
So he's got that – he's got his receptions up to 20 catches in four games, which is like, what, five catches a game now? So, um, you know, he was uh, – the first three games he caught six passes in each of his first three games, two catches this time, and that first reception didn't come until the second half. He did have a relatively uh, long catch in his second catch that set up a touchdown that the Jaguars scored in the fourth quarter. Christian Kirk, two catches, 60 yards. Uh, Jamal Agnew, they basically the kickoff returner, uh, four receptions, 50 yards. Dan Arnold from the tight end position, one catch for 26 yards. Uh, Jermichael Hasty, two catches, 22 yards, playing some out of the backfield. Evan Ingram, one catch from the tight end position for 16 yards. Chris Manhurts, one reception for not really anything right near the line of scrimmage. Travis Etienne did not catch the ball out of the backfield. Tim Jones played but did not make a catch. Um, Marvin Jones Jr., you know, not a lot of production in this one. It was kind of an off day. Uh, for the Jaguars. I had some reports from the BigJReport.com Facebook group. I know that uh, Terry Knott had had mentioned that he didn't think Trevor, due to some rainy conditions up in Philly with the ball being wet, he's thinking Trevor didn't really get a good handle on the football. I mentioned back to Terry Knott, I said, man, do you think the Eagles were getting drier footballs? Because I think both teams use perhaps different footballs, right? That goes way back to the the Tom Brady deflate gate uh, episode. Maybe they were getting drier balls. I don't want to say, but uh, it was still a very competitive game. The Jaguars never gave up. They fought hard. They did score that uh, touchdown late in the, um, you know, it was about what midway through the uh, fourth quarter. The Jags still had a chance. They got the game within eight points. Uh, Trevor did have a, play where he was hit and he fumbled the football and that kind of took away the last drive uh, for the Jaguars. We gave you the rushing yards a minute ago. Travis Etienne, eight carries, 32 yards. James Robinson, eight carries, 29 yards. So the Jags, 71 yards. Not a big day rushing the football. Pass receiving. How about Jamal Agnew? I think Jamal Agnew had more catches than any of the other receivers and he's not typically known as one of the, you know, top three or four wide receivers. Um, Zay Jones not on the uh, the chart on catching passes. Zay may have missed the game. And, again, I didn't get an opportunity really to preview this game too much. So let's take a look at uh, Zay Jones. And let's see his latest situation because he's been, you know, he's um, Jaguars. Jaguars versus the Eagles, Zay Jones was rolled out officially inactive, not able to go in this uh, particular game. Jaguars' Trevor Lawrence hit with Zay Jones' injury setback for week four versus the Eagles. So Zay Jones could not go. That took a little bit of a punch out of the offense for the Jaguars. They end up losing the game. Philadelphia Eagles 29, the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars 21, field goal kicking. Did I hear a story that says Matthew Matthew Wright was going to be kicking for Kansas City? So he's still in the league. He's just got to work on his kickoffs to hang around the league uh, more often. The Jags let him go several months ago. The Jags now have the guy they seem like they want. Um, and, of course, uh, 
you know, kicker Riley Patterson. Riley Patterson, no field goals in this one. He was three for three on extra points for three points. He's, he's had a good, good, certainly a good start to his Jaguars career in 2022. Logan Cook, the punter, three punts, average 53 yards, 0.3. Logan Cook's got to be one of the top 10 punters in the NFL. Three punts, 53.3 yards per punt. Taking a look at the standings, the Jaguars still at the top of the standings at two and two. Tennessee, though, is starting to win. They're now two and two. So the Jaguars and the Titans tied for first place at two and two. Indianapolis in third place at one, two and one. The Houston Texans at the bottom at zero, three and one. And that, of course, is some of the latest on the Jacksonville Jaguars losing to the Philadelphia Eagles 29 to 21. Next up, we're going to take a look. We're going to take a look at some uh, college football. We love talking college football. The Gators won. The Gators game due to Hurricane Ian was moved from Saturday to Sunday. The, the uh, Florida Gators defeated Eastern Washington 52 to 17. And I believe we've got all the college football scores, or well, not all of them, but we've got a good many college football scores to tell you about. We're also going to go over the uh, the new. We finally put together our new list of rankings uh, for the SEC, the BigJReport.com SEC power rankings. We're going to go over those. We're going to take a look at uh, college football. I got some college football scores to give you again. Florida, you know, unfortunately, Florida was, um, you know, Florida was um, defeated the week before by Tennessee, 38-33. Tennessee won over a week ago, 38-33 over Florida. Tennessee is still undefeated, by the way. Florida gets back on the winning track with a 52-17 win on uh, Sunday, October the 2nd. In Gainesville, Florida's played a lot of home games, but they've not won a conference game. All three wins are non of, of the non-conference variety over Eastern Washington. Florida really was uh, – Florida was really uh, – you got to say they were, you know, actually um, very happy to win the game over South Florida. Um I mean, they could have lost that game. That was a close football game. So the Gators, Florida Gators, were um, – Certainly um, at the point of, hey, we could have lost to South Florida. We won that game. South Florida missed a field goal at the end of the game. And uh, we'll take a look at the uh, college football power rankings. I do have some college football scores to give you. Let's take a look at the uh, power rankings as we've got them right now. Looks like um, the college football BigJReport.com SEC power rankings as of Sunday, October the 2nd, 2022. They have changed some now. Top three, we got Alabama at number one. Now, both Alabama and Georgia still undefeated at 5-0. However, Georgia squeaked out a win on the road at Missouri, 26-22. Isn't that amazing? You can drop a spot when you don't even lose. Alabama's number one, 5-0. Alabama had a big win over Arkansas, 42-24. Arkansas battled back one time, and then Alabama just finally put it in high gear and and uh, pulled away in the fourth quarter. Alabama forty-two, I believe it was Alabama. Was it Alabama forty-two? Arkansas twenty-four. Actually, that was the score of the Texas A&M game. We'll try to pull up the scores here in a minute. Well, let's go over the. Let's go. I'm close on the scores. I will tell you that. 
We'll go over the scores, too. But Alabama defeated Arkansas. Alabama got way out in front, like 28 to nothing early. Arkansas battled back. They got it within, Arkansas got it within, what, 28 to uh, 23, maybe? And um, then Alabama had to put it in high gear in the fourth quarter like a good like a good team does. Alabama number one, five and zero oh in our SEC power rankings. Georgia slipped at two after after being involved in a very close game with lowly Missouri. Missouri was previously ranked 14th in the SEC power rankings. Uh, with their good effort against Georgia, they moved up to 13th now with a two and three record. Alabama's number one in the SEC power rankings at five and zero. Oh. Georgia five and zero, oh, number two. Ole Miss third at five and zero. Oh. Tennessee Volunteers undefeated 4-0 in, in the fourth position in the SEC Power Rankings. And in the fifth position, the Mississippi State Bulldogs. Man, they uh, put one in the hopper. Coach uh, Mike Leach of Mississippi State, they put one in the hopper as they defeated Jimbo Fisher and his Texas A&M Aggies. I believe that score was 42-24, I believe. But we'll, we'll look at all the scores here in a moment. But Again, Mississippi State now 4-1. and one. As um, Mike Leach, a very good coach. And, man, when you got a good coach, and you, you can't let them hang around. And Mississippi State basically led this game almost almost the whole way, almost wire to wire. Mississippi State 4-1 and one now, fifth in our SEC power rankings. The key thing with Mississippi State in, in a tough league like the SEC, you got to be able to do it two weeks in a row. That's the key thing with Mississippi State. They're fifth. They're fifth in our power rankings, but they got to keep winning. If you keep winning, you can slide up a little bit. If you lose, you can slide back down. So the fifth team in our SEC, our BigJReport.com, SEC power rankings, Mississippi State is 4-1. and one. Let's go back to the top. Alabama, number one, 5-0. and oh. Georgia, number two, 5-0. and oh. Ole Miss, number three at 5-0. and oh. uh, Tennessee is 4-0 and oh at number four. Number five, Mississippi State, 4-1, and one, coming off the impressive win over Texas A&M. LSU with a close, uh, close victory over Auburn, but LSU now four and one under uh, first year uh, head coach Brian Kelly, who came from Notre Dame. LSU six in our power rankings. LSU is four and one. So uh, LSU is doing enough to to win some games. And remember, the one loss they had was the one point loss to Florida State on the blocked uh, extra point. LSU 4-1 having a good year. They pulled ahead of Kentucky in the power rankings. Now LSU is 6th at 4-1. Kentucky is 7th at 4-1. Kentucky lost a tough one. I mean, a tough one to Ole Miss. A fumble, a, a lost fumble by Kentucky really cost them in this game. Ole Miss is 5-0, third in the power rankings. Kentucky falls to 7th. Kentucky is 4-1 overall. And that's a top half of the SEC, the top seven teams. Also at number eight, Arkansas three and two. Uh, Florida's ninth at three and two. Florida coming off the uh, Sunday, October the second. I guess that was Sunday, October the second, when uh, Florida beat Eastern Washington. They were supposed to beat Eastern Washington in Gainesville, and they blew them out fifty-two to seventeen. But the three wins Florida have were all non-conference wins. Utah, Utah, my goodness, was the big win for Florida. Utah just beat Oregon State, beat them pretty soundly, too, this past Saturday. So that was a good win for Florida. Florida's just got to get more consistent, get better quarterback play, and uh, win some conference games now. Florida's ninth. Florida at ninth, three and two. 
Texas A&M Jimbo doing the limbo. They're 10th in the SEC power rankings, Texas A&M 3-2. and two. That's a top 10 out of 14. The rest now, Auburn 11th. Auburn is 3-2. and two. South Carolina 12th to 3-2. I got Missouri up from 14 to 13 uh, due to their Due to their close game, they played with Georgia. Missouri lost to Georgia, I believe it was 26-22 at Missouri. So Missouri battles Georgia. Georgia came down to earth in this one. It also dropped them from first to second in our power rankings. Missouri moves up from 14 to 13. Missouri is 2-3. and three. Vanderbilt at 3-2. and two, Still got to win themselves a conference game. Vanderbilt is 14th in the SEC power rankings, 3-2. and two. By the way, the SEC West looks extremely tough right now, and the SEC East seems to be improving now also. That is a look at the BigJReport.com SEC Power Rankings. I'm going to try to pull up the college football scores next as we continue with the Teal Shirt Report podcast. The Jaguars coming off their 29-21 loss against the Philadelphia Eagles. Philadelphia, The Philadelphia Eagles 29, the Jacksonville Jaguars 21. Jacksonville went into that game on October the 2nd as about a six and a half point underdog. I had one of my so-called experts at pick games looked at the six and a half point, uh, the six and a half point spread. Philadelphia favored by six and a half points. Looked at that and said, hey, I think Philly's going to win by nine or ten points. They ended up winning by eight points. So my so-called expert that I call on, I kind of keep their name out of it, but they had Philadelphia winning by nine or ten points, and they won by eight. So they were they were very very close. Um, we're going to take a look at some college football scores. North Florida Entertainment coming up, and much much more. I do need to pull up the college scores. We just gave you the um, the fourteen teams in the SEC and how I've got them ranked in the BigJReport.com SEC Power Rankings from one to fourteen. That includes the East and the West, Texas and Oklahoma. Long time rumored now for the last over a year to come into the SEC at some point in time. Texas and Oklahoma still playing football in the Big 12. When do they when do they come to the SEC? Is it next year in 2024? Is it the year after in 2025 or or maybe 2026 when the playoff changes again? So you got to figure within the next, you know, within the next one to three years, Texas and Oklahoma are gonna make their appearance. In the SEC, what happens to the SEC? Do they keep East and West? Maybe move Oklahoma and Texas into the West, and maybe move Alabama and Auburn into the East. Boy, would that shift? That would shift some things, wouldn't it? That's just something we're talking about. That's going to do it for the power rankings. Uh, obviously, Texas and Oklahoma not in the power rankings yet because they're they're still playing football in the Big Twelve. We'll take a look at some college football scores. North Florida Entertainment coming up. And much, much more as the Teal Shirt Report podcast continues. Hey, thank you for listening. You're tuned in to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Uh, good to have you tuned in. Brought to you by Elegant Time Travel. Also by Saucer Realty and Capital, uh, North Florida. Also by LakeViewFollowHits.com. Great internet radio where it's all good. And by the Mad Max Mix. 
madmaxmix.weebly.com. Going to talk more about elegant uh, time travel. You can give Mr. D.D. McDermott a call. You certainly can do that. And Mr. D.D. will put you, you know, he'll put you in the seat to go to the Hall of Fame next year in June of 2023. That's exactly right. So let's uh, take a little bit more about elegant uh, time travel. Uh, great place to be is the Hall of Fame. The Jaguars have had Tony Baselli going to the Hall of Fame. And Fred Taylor probably going to be next, right? Fred Taylor's probably going to be next. Also, you can get some of the some of the latest high school football scores up on our website at bigjreport.com. Check this out. Elegant Time Travel and Dark Diamond Entertainment presents Going to the Hall to the Pro Football Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio on June the 8th through June the 12th of 2023. Hey, sports fans, come along with us to a sacred area for sports fans. The Pro Football Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio. Book your trip by contacting D.D. McDermott by phone. Just give uh, D.D. a call. Uh, tell him we sent you at BigJReport.com. If you want to know more about going to the, um, the Pro Football Hall of Fame and the trip, June 8th through June the 12th of 2023 of next year, please call D.D. McDermott for more details, or you can even book your trip by contacting D.D. McDermott by phone at 904-442-3810. That's 904-442-3810. Give him a call, say hello, and let him, you know, explain the uh, the trips, uh, the trip to the Hall of Fame for you. I believe it's uh, four days and three nights free breakfast. It'll be a lot of fun, so make sure you uh, check it out. D.D. McDermott, contact him. Give him a call, 904-442-3810. In the Jacksonville area, 904-442-3810. He's a former baseball player, too. Utility player. Uh, had some some time in pro baseball. You can ask him about that as well. So good to have you tuned in. We are going to take a look at... Uh, I, did, I did run up on the college football score. Sometimes it takes me a little while to get to the scores. We gave you the, uh, the Big J Report. The College Football Big J Report SEC Power Rankings a moment ago, ranking the uh, 14 teams in the SEC. Now let's uh, run down the scoreboard. Uh, you know, when I first started looking at the games last Saturday on October the 1st, you know, when it hit, when the calendar hits October, it does, it really means that, hey, college football is here. The weather is going to start turning cooler in many areas, you know, in, including uh, North Florida a little bit. Uh, hopefully the cooler air will be coming in soon. It is in some parts of the country, no doubt. When I looked at this college football slate on October the 1st, on Saturday, October the 1st, the first thing I said was this could be a defining game for FSU today. And today being um, Saturday, October the 1st of 2022. So we kind of looked at the FSU game as a, as a defining game for, you know, Coach Mike Norvell um, and the Florida State Seminoles. They got way behind early in the game. They battled back Wake Forest won the game. It was uh, Wake Forest 31, FSU 21. Alabama in a crazy game. I think I gave you the wrong score earlier. I think I got my scores mixed up earlier, but now we've got this complete scoreboard right in front of us. So I'm not going by memory. I'm going by what I'm looking at. Alabama 49, Arkansas 26, a final. If you ever get them, the Crimson Tide in a close game, you got to put them away. You got to put them away in a close game. 
but get them while you can. Not happening uh, on uh, October the 1st, by the way, because Alabama got off to, I think it was like a 28-0 lead. However, Arkansas really battled back and made a good game out of it in the third quarter, but then Alabama, man, put it in overdrive in the fourth quarter and really pulled away in the fourth quarter. Alabama uh, pulls away in the fourth quarter of this one. Um, Alabama did win the game. I don't know the extent of his injury. Quarterback Bryce Young did leave the Arkansas game. That's Alabama quarterback Bryce Young did leave the Saturday, October the 1st game against Arkansas. Quarterback, uh, Heisman Trophy quarterback winner Bryce Young uh, did leave the uh, October 1st game on Saturday uh, with a shoulder injury for Alabama. Again, Alabama won the game. Alabama 49, Arkansas 26. Uh, Maybe one of the biggest conference games that was going was Ole Miss and Kentucky. Both of these teams were in our top four power rankings. I think I had Kentucky three and Ole Miss four going into this game in the power rankings. Ole Miss won the game 22 to 19. A fumble by Kentucky really hurt him at the end of the game. And Ole Miss hang on and hung on and won. Ole Miss is undefeated. Ole Miss is undefeated. They're in their third in our power rankings now. Tennessee is fourth. Ole Miss 22, Kentucky 19, a final. How about this one? When you talk about college football, you talk about the NIL deals, uh, players transferring to other schools, the coaches being moved around, coaches not lasting certainly anywhere near as long as they used to. The T.C. Horn Frogs, 55. The Oklahoma Sooners, 24, a final. Hey, Oklahoma, you better get ready for the SEC if you're coming in. That SEC Western Division looks like it could be a little bit of a problem for the Sooners. How about Utah? After Florida knocked them off, I believe, by three points in the first game of the season back on the first Saturday in September, Utah shows why they're probably actually one of the stronger teams in the Pac-12. Utah 42, Oregon State 16. Utah 42, Oregon State 16. Uh, Utah with an, an impressive Pac-12 victory on Saturday, October the 1st. Mississippi State, as Coach Mike Leach put another one in the hopper. We actually put the uh, Mississippi State Coach Mike Leach press conference after this game on our BigJReport.com Facebook group, where you can check it out off of of YouTube. Uh, Mississippi State 42, Texas A&M 24. Mississippi State, I think, led this game from start to finish. Jimbo's doing the limbo, man. Is this a rebuilding year, Jimbo? Are all those recruits going to pay a dividend next year? Well, you would think so, but this has been a tough year for Texas A&M, man. They're... They're way down in our power rankings. Mississippi State 42, Texas A&M 24. Texas A&M's also lost to Appalachian State this year. And now Mike Leach gets them. Mike Leach, Coach Mike Leach, Mississippi State puts another one in the hopper. Mississippi State 42, Texas A&M 24, the final. Coach Mike Leach, a good coach for Mississippi State, the Pirate. Coach Mike Leach has Jimbo doing the limbo. And let's face it, the Pirate, Coach Mike Leach, he made uh, Jimbo Fisher walk the plank. Mississippi State 42, Texas A&M 24, the final. Ohio State really looks like the top team in the Big Ten. 
Ohio State 49, Rutgers 10, a final. That's actually a Big Ten conference game. Rutgers joined the Big Ten just, what, a handful of years ago or so. Some more good games on Saturday, October the 1st. Uh, LSU hung on and beat Auburn. Good game here. LSU 21, Auburn 17. Um, Brian Kelly is now 4-1 at LSU after losing that one-point game to Florida State on the blocked extra point. But LSU wins this one, LSU 21, Auburn 17. Coach Harson, his seat's getting hotter at Auburn, no doubt about that. How about Georgia? Georgia up at Missouri, and you think Georgia could still blow them out because we had Missouri ranked 14th at the bottom in our power rankings uh, last week. Georgia wins this one, but when you win on the road, man, it's a blessing, right? Um, if Georgia's not as good a team as they are, they probably lose this game, quite frankly. Georgia won the game. The mark of a good team is to, to win these games, even if they're close wins. I think this is the first real close game Georgia's been in all year. Georgia 26, Missouri 22, the final. Georgia Tech picks up a big victory. This was a This was a good victory for Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech 26, a Pitt Panthers 21, a final. Nice win for the Yellow Jackets. Clemson beat North Carolina State. Clemson 30, North Carolina State 20, the final. That was Clemson 30, North Carolina State 20, the final. Uh, Purdue 20, Minnesota 10, a final. And that, of course, was on Saturday, October the 1st. Uh, Michigan 27, Iowa 14, a final. That's some of what went on in college football on Saturday, October the 1st of 2022. Eastern Washington played at Florida at 12 noon on Sunday, October the 2nd, 2022, due to uh, Hurricane Ian. The uh, Florida game in Gainesville was moved to Sunday. Florida eventually won the game on Sunday afternoon. Florida 52, Eastern Washington 17. Also, back on Friday night, so UCLA's not getting a lot of publicity, right, out in the Pac-12. However, Chip Kelly's got them 5-0 at this juncture early in the season. Back on Friday night, September the 30th of 2022, UCLA 40, Washington 32, the final. UCLA, how many people actually know this? This is kind of something that's not highly publicized right now, but UCLA is 5-0. That's a look at college football from over the weekend, a Friday night game. Uh, I mean, a slew of Saturday, October the 1st games, and Florida had a blowout win over Eastern Washington, 52-17 to on Sunday, October the 2nd. Jaguars lose to the Philadelphia Eagles on Sunday, October the 2nd. And again, it was, of course, the Philadelphia Eagles uh, 29, the Jacksonville Jaguars 21. We did check the stats earlier in this podcast episode show number 53 i'm going to dedicate it to the memory of the miami dolphins 53 defense you know they had the undefeated super bowl season in 1972 and um, so we're going to dedicate episode show number 53 to the vaunted miami dolphins i think their defense back in the early 70s was either they either called it the no-name defense or the 53 defense. We have got, let me tell you what we got coming up next. A look at North Florida Entertainment just around the corner. Stay tuned.
You know, there there was an NFL football game last uh, uh, Thursday night, as um, most of you know. The uh, Cincinnati Bengals uh, beat the Miami Dolphins 27-15. to There was a, you know, serious injury in the game to Tua Tagovailoa. And, um, you know, I people say, you know, his injuries uh, in the form of uh, concussion, he's had a lot of foot injuries even back at Alabama. Is he done? Could he be, could his career be coming to an end now? And um, I'll tell you what, man, I, I had a lot of high hopes for that guy. I really always liked him. He reminded me of Ken Stabler a little bit because he's, I guess, left-handed. Uh, Tua Tagovailoa um, hasn't hasn't really happened for him um, at the NFL level. He has had some success. Miami's actually having a pretty good year uh, this year, which is uh, quite interesting. As I do this podcast, Jacksonville, Florida temperature on October the third, October the third in the evening, about sixty-five degrees. Cooler weather coming in. You know, we're seeing high temperatures in the 70s, lows, uh, low to mid-60s, so not quite as hot as it was. Temperatures becoming very, very pleasant. Uh, some some clouds, and even though I'm on the world tour, and I'm not at home in North Florida right now, I've been, been in many places here in the last few days on a little vacation, lengthy vacation for, for a few days, actually. Um, 65 degrees back in Jacksonville, Florida. Mostly cloudy, but Skies in Jacksonville are going to be clearing over the next 24 hours, and we'll see skies become mostly clear over the next 24 hours. And uh, progressively, it looks like gradually, uh, at times a little bit cooler. We may actually, in Jacksonville, Jacksonville may experience low temperatures in the 50s on the um, on October the 4th and 5th, and on then on October 6th and 7th, looks like uh, getting back into the 60s, October the 6th through October the 10th. So maybe 50s, maybe mid to upper 50s for a couple of days, but mainly low temperatures uh, will be in the 60s the next week or so uh, in the Jacksonville, uh, Florida area. Uh, talking about talking about concerts, and I did, we did talk about Tua Tagovailoa, I can finally pronounce the guy's name as he may be coming close to an end of his NFL career due to concussions. He had a lot of, you know, foot injuries in Alabama. He's gone through a lot of injuries. He's come back from injuries. How many times, how many times can Tua Tagovailoa come back? Um, I, I did read something a few minutes ago, and I was trying to find the article again, but there was something that the Buffalo Bills fans were actually wanted to donate to Tua Tagovailoa's charity. And I thought that was pretty cool and showing some really good sportsmanship. Uh, the Dolphins are having a good year, but, you know, they may ultimately lose their quarterback this year. I don't think there's a timetable for Tua Tagovailoa to return due to the concussions he's had. Um, let's take a look at um, some concerts. And we do have need to update these. We do. Let's see, Psychic Deli, North Florida Band, uh, Chris Parker and his group. Man, um, I'm going to be updating some of their shows coming up. Psychic Deli, local North Florida band show at T-Dub, Speakeasy in Atlantic Beach uh, back on August 25th was uh, postponed to be rescheduled at a later date. 
Been some good shows in Jacksonville. September, back in September, Collective Soul was at the Florida Theater back on September the 13th. Let's see some shows that are actually coming up now. I've just got a couple that we're looking at right now. Greta Van Fleet. Greta Van Fleet will be at the arena on Friday, October the 21st. Don't forget also, you can check out the Mad Max Mix, the Mad Max Mix Internet Radio Show, Wednesday night music request show from 7 o'clock until 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time and 6 o'clock until 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time. It can be accessed at www.madmaxmix.weebly.com. Um, let's take a look. Greta Van, let's mention the Greta Van Fleet one again. Also, Greta Van Fleet coming to Jacksonville, Florida in October on October 21st of 2022 at 8 o'clock p.m. Tickets on sale now for Greta Van Fleet. Showtime and date will be on Friday, October the 21st of 2022 at 8 o'clock p.m. at the Star Veterans Memorial Arena in Jacksonville, Florida. If the tickets are sold out at the box office in Jacksonville, you just you can go online to your favorite you know, your favorite site to find uh, concert tickets. And I'm sure if you're willing to pay the price, a Greta Van Fleet ticket or two can be yours. Again, Greta Van Fleet coming to Jacksonville. I think the furthest south I ever remember the Michigan-based band coming to was Tennessee a couple of years ago, but now they're making the swing down to Jacksonville. So again, Greta Van Fleet coming to Jacksonville, Florida in October, on October the 21st of 2022. Heck, that's in just a few days from now. Uh, Greta Van Fleet in Jacksonville at the arena in October, October 21st of 2022 at 8 o'clock p.m. Tickets on sale now for Greta Van Fleet. Showtime and date on Friday, October the 21st of 2022. Show starts at 8 o'clock p.m. at the Star Veterans Memorial Arena uh, here in Jacksonville, Florida. Jacksonville, Florida band, 38 Special. Donnie Van Zant no longer plays with the band. He's any kind of music Donnie Van Zant's doing, because I, I think he basically retired from 38 Special, but any music he's doing now is with his brother Johnny Van Zant. They've been doing some collaborations and some duets and working together on music, but 38 Special and most of the, you know, most of the members that have been in the band, still in the band, uh, primarily except for... Uh, uh, Donnie Van Zant, really good members, you know, still playing in that band. Jacksonville, Florida uh, band 38 Special will play at the Florida Theater here in Jacksonville, Florida on October 21st, in October, on October 21st of 2022 at 8 o'clock p.m. with an opening act at 8 o'clock p.m. And then 38 Special will take the stage at 9.30 p.m. on Friday night. October the 21st of 2022 at the Florida Theater in Jacksonville, Florida. If you see a correlation there, there is a correlation between Greta Van Fleet and 38 Special. They're both playing the same night. Greta Van Fleet at the the Star Veterans uh, Memorial Arena here in Jacksonville, Florida. And then 38 Special will play at 930 in the evening in October, on October 21st of 2022. On October the 21st, there will be a kind of a warm-up band, and an open, opening act at 8 o'clock p.m. on October the 21st, and then 38 Special will take the stage at 9.30 p.m. on Friday night, October the 21st of 2022 at the Florida Theater. I do need to update some concerts uh, for North Florida and surrounding areas. We will do that for the next uh, podcast, I assure you. And, you know, we did give you our BigJReport.com SEC 
uh, basically our SEC power rankings, the BigJReport.com SEC power rankings of all 14 teams that play football in the SEC as of 2022. Texas and Oklahoma apparently are going to be coming in in the next maybe one to three years is kind of what we're hearing. We appreciate you tuning in to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. I want to thank my producers, Alex Nunnery. Alex Nunnery, BigJReport.com sports reporter. Also want to thank uh, JC. We're going to be back a little quicker next time around with more on what's going on. We didn't get a chance to preview the Eagles game, but we did give you the complete, really the complete and most of all the stats uh, from the Eagles-Jaguars uh, game. I could go back actually now and uh, – I think the only thing is I'm, I'm thinking back to the Jaguars-Eagles game. I don't think I gave you the defensive stats. And uh, for those of you that have listened through the entire episode show number 53, let me go back and give you some defensive stats. What about this guy that plays for the Jaguars? Boyzade Olakun. Boyzade Olakun. 16 total tackles, 12 solo tackles. I didn't realize he had that many tackles in that game. He was all over the field. So, Forsaid Olakun, 16 total tackles. 12 of these tackles were solo tackles. Devin Lloyd, man, he's becoming a start linebacker. You know what's kind of cool about Devin Lloyd? Sometimes, man, you see him come right up to the line of scrimmage and uh, take on the ball carrier from his linebacker position. Devin Lloyd, 14 tackles. Four solo tackles. Roy Robertson Harris is playing some some good ball on the D line for the Jaguars. Roy Robertson Harris nine tackles, three solo tackles. Josh Allen had uh, Josh Allen had seventeen total tackles, three solo tackles. Josh Allen also had a couple of quarterback hits. A- Adam Gotzis had a couple of quarterback hits in the game. Uh, sacks, Josh Allen got a sack. Adam Gotsis was credited for half a sack. Let's see, Trayvon Walker. Trayvon Walker, no quarterback hits, no sacks in this one, but Trayvon Walker, the overall number one draft pick of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Trayvon Walker, uh, four, I'm sorry, five total tackles, three solo tackles in this game. Um, Tyson Campbell. Five tackles, two were solo tackles, and let me let me let me take a look at Andre Cisco. Andre Cisco had the touchdown, a defensive touchdown. Uh, he had four total tackles in this game, three solo tackles, and he also had the uh, the interception that he returned for a touchdown for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Those are some of the highlights on defense. Again, the Jaguars lose to the Eagles, Philadelphia Eagles twenty nine, the Jacksonville Jaguars twenty one. Jaguars 2-2 two and two in the AFC South, and they're tied with Tennessee. Tennessee and the Jaguars both 2-2 two and two at the top of the AFC South. We gave you the complete standings a little bit earlier in the podcast. So, again, thank you for listening. We're going to be back uh, real soon in just a, a few minutes or a few hours, depending on when you tune in uh, to your Teal Shirt Report podcast, episode show number 53 dedicated to the 53 it was called the miami dolphins in the in the early 70s called their defense either the no-name defense sometimes the 53 defense nick bonacani all those guys that played defense they were basically a no-name defense the 53 defense nick bonacani was probably the main guy um 
you know, they had some some really good defensive backs like uh, who was it, Jake Scott out of um, out of Georgia, played defensive back, very good player. And um, one of these days, on one of these podcasts, we're going to have to kind of run down that entire Dolphins team. Gero, your premium, of course, was a kicker, Bob Greasy. The quarterback, man, you had a three-headed monster running back in 72. You had Mercury Morris, Larry Zonka, and Jim Kick. Paul Warfield was the big-time wide receiver for the Miami Dolphins back for that uh, that undefeated Super Bowl championship team where Don, the late Don Shula coached that team back in. 1972. So I don't know where we get to here. We, we go from here to there. And sometimes directions change during this podcast. But thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Scott, brought to you by Elegant Time Travel. Of course, LakeUpalaHits.com, great internet radio. Um, our good friends at uh, the MadMaxMix.Weebly.com. They've got a Wednesday night, Wednesday night request show. Uh, Wednesday night, madmaxmix.weebly.com. And, of course, Saucerility and Capital. Saucerility and Capital. That's right for your your real estate needs. You can find their link on our website at bigjreport.com. Just scroll all the way down to the North Florida weather information, our 24-7 North Florida weather information on our website at bigjreport.com. Again, thank you so much for tuning in. To the Teal Shirt Report podcast. This has been episode show number 53, season number three. Thank you for listening to episode show number 53. A special thank you to our producers that help us so much uh, during these podcasts. My name is Scott. Our producers, Alex Nunnery, also a BigJReport.com sports reporter. I want to thank our producers, Alex Nunnery, and also our executive producer, JC. Until next time, hey, you have a great day. Thank you for listening into the Teal Shirt Report podcast today. John Gaylor, special thank you to all of your help. John's, uh, a lot of those high school football games were in in North Florida and even Central Florida were moved. Some of the games were moved from Friday to Monday. So on the next podcast, we will have uh, some more high school football scores. You can also go to our website at bigjreport.com to get some of the latest high school football scores. Uh, for North Florida, South Georgia, pocket of South, Southeast Alabama, and um, and also Central Florida as well. Special thank you to everybody listening in. Thank you, John Gaylor. I want to thank Alex Nunry, one of our producers, and also uh, JC, our executive, our executive producer of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Mad Max, our Georgia Bulldog football insider, the dogs. The dogs are still undefeated. They slipped a little bit with only a four-point win over Missouri at Missouri. Georgia is still at number two in the power rankings. Alabama at number one. And um, can you believe it? Can you believe it? Ole Miss is uh, like third in our power rankings now. Tennessee fourth. Mississippi State all the way to fifth, right? And... Um, Go back and check out the power. If you missed our power rankings, go back earlier in this podcast. We give you the complete 14-team power rankings and a lot of the college football scores on this podcast. So go back and check this episode out again. You've been listening to episode show number 53 of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. One more time, thank you to Alex Nunnery, our producer, and JC, our executive producer of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. And until next time, my name is Scott. And I'm out. 
Until next time around, have a great day. 